and welcome to another episode of um, what I would describe as the internet's premier funny podcast. Uh, it's free to a good home. <laughs> Our guest today is giving me some sarcastic eyes, but she doesn't know the backstory to that. It is the wonderful, the luminescent, the hilarious Jess Perkins. You'd know her from Do Go On, from Triple J, and I don't know, from being bloody Perko. G'day, oh, Perko. How's it going? Right. What an intro. Luminescent. Can't say I've ever Is that been... even a word? I don't fucking know. I'm taking it. I don't know what it means, but I like it. it made me feel good um, in that moment. Thank you so much for taking the time to do the pod. It's so nice to see you. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, you and I were hanging out uh, in, in old Melbourne town. We got to do a live version of our radio show. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> afterwards, we went to dinner at, I think, the worst Chinese <laughs> restaurant in the entire city of Melbourne. Yeah, and we've got some good ones. Uh, and some bad ones, and we went to the worst. Um, but it was perfect. Because, like, like, a week beforehand, I had gone to Flower Drum, which is the best Chinese restaurant in Melbourne, I think. Mm. It's, 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 like, real fancy. It's real nice. And then we were just wandering the streets, couldn't get anywhere because someone, i.e. me, had not made a booking, <laughs> and wandering through Chinatown. We found we, we were almost going to eat in a fucking food court. Yes, and, and then um, the food court was mostly closed. <laughs> We had so few options. But maybe it's because you'd been to such a good place that mm. your standards were already, you know, like, of course, the, the, the place we went was going to be shit in comparison. Oh, sure. So I was like, ah, fuck it, anything. I mean, nothing's going to be flower drums. Who gives a shit Exactly. Now? And the best part was there was, how many of us were there? One, two, three, four, five. nine, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. And yeah. ordering for that many people, always a real clusterfuck. Absolute um, nightmare. So we went to this place oh do you remember what it was called it was called like chinese restaurant or something like it was <laughs> it was something in probably yeah yeah and uh we walked in and we saw that there were spare tables and we're like great we're eating here and then the first thing i noticed was that there were no chinese people eating at this restaurant mm, always a good <laughs> sign isn't it uh, everyone was like a a middle-aged white person who had gone into town for a night out and um and then when we sat down, I think you were the one that, 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 that pointed this out to me, that it seemed that the staff were having a fight in amongst oh, us. Yes. Yeah, they were not happy with each other. Um, just a lot of passive-aggressive looks and sighs and rolling of the <laughs> eyes, which is always fun. Um, yes. And also, like, that, that their Cold War was, um, like, playing out in front of us. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, the, they, they, were, they were using us as, like, bait for their... Like, they were putting down... Like one of them put down my orange juice, which was, by the way, just like, like some, it was fucked. It was the worst orange juice I've ever had. It was gluggy, yeah. disgusting. Uh, and um, as, I, as he put it down, the, the lady looked at him and, and was like, gave him eyes and was like, I was going to do that. And then they kind of like walked <laughs> off and like were like bickering. And I'm like, oh, this is fucked. Um, yeah, anyway, a real disaster. Um, yeah. But, you know. Uh, but how even... have you been elsewise? Have you been oh, well? Look. I'm, um, I sound a little bit cooked today. I, I've been mm -hmm. a little bit crook in the last couple of days, but I feel okay. I just sound terrible. Um, and we're only oh, recording no, this beautiful. on, um, one of my work days. So after this, I'm just going to go do four hours of radio. <laughs> Sucked in <laughs> Australia. <Really? laughs> um, yeah, well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Let's, um, let's crack into it. So we, um can let you go and, um, I don't know, disappoint the, the people nation. of Australia <laughs> <laughs> with your fucked voice. No, I don't mean that. Um, all right, this is, a, this is a podcast. We go through the week's classifieds. Oh, I should say Ben's not here today. 
Um, if anyone's been wondering <laughs> where quiet. Ben is. <laughs> yeah, he sent me a text at like uh, 10.30 last night being like, can't do the pod. And um, he asked me if I could... He's like, he asked me if I could ask Jess Perkins if she would reschedule. And I said, Jess Perkins waits for no man. <laughs> um, also, I've lost count of how many podcasts we've done this month. And I think we need to get this one out today to um, yep, fulfill our Patreon. Because yeah, right. so. <laughs> Jess Perkins absolutely waits. She loves cancelled plans. Loves them. But also is often in that exact position of, well, we have to because it comes out tomorrow. So we're recording a podcast at 11pm. Let's just fucking do it. It's a schedule. It's a schedule. <laughs> um, oh, actually, just before I get into it, I assume this is going to get a huge bump because people are going to see Jess Perkins' name on this and we're going to want to listen to it. But for mm. people who, uh, for free to a good home fans who don't know about Do Go On, I think one of the internet's premier um, informative podcasts, uh, <laughs> What it, that that tell us a bit about that podcast um, because it's 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 so much more popular than any than I would have ever guessed, and that yeah. sounds insulting. But... No, 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 <laughs> you're absolutely right, and it's more popular than it should be. Um, if you and also a running joke on the podcast is that none of us can quite explain what it is. Essentially, there's three of us: myself, Matt Stewart, and Dave Warnicky, two very funny uh, Melbourne comedians, and uh, each week we sort of take it in turns. Well, that's very funny. I Matt's... mean, Dave. No, okay. <laughs> Dave's all right. That's all right. No, they're so funny. Uh, yeah, I am mo- most of it is just me laughing at them. Um, with them, I should say. Uh, yeah, so we take it in turns researching a topic and then sort of telling the others the story. Um, so it's kind of informative, but, you know, whoever isn't doing the report, as we call it, is just, like, interrupting, going off on tangents. But the, 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 the topics, it's not, like, the topics are everything yeah like i can't stress this enough. it's literally it's not just like random it's 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 as specific as you hitting the random button on wikipedia and picking a page from that yeah or it's as broad as like i don't know america or something like it's just that the, 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 the topics are everything yeah matt um, recently did a two-parter of world war one <laughs> just <laughs> just in general world war one we went oh you sure you want to do that he said yes i can do it so he did but we've also done like Dolly Parton and um, serial killers, and it's yeah, we've done heaps and heaps of different topics. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's such a great podcast, and again, way more popular than um, I could have ever guessed. Yeah, like we we put a, a UK tour on sale and sold out in uh, an hour. You know, like hell. it doesn't make it's sense. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll I'm happy to let people keep listening. That's fine. Um, a running joke on our podcast is that we hate the United Kingdom and refer to it as pedophile island. <laughs> well, and, I'm happy to take I, those pedophiles' money. <laughs> but I wonder why we're not selling out tours in the UK. I don't. I don't know exactly why. That's weird. Yeah. Um, well, this is a week's. Uh, this is a podcast. We go through the week's classifieds and find the best and worst things to talk about. Uh, this uh, one is taken from Craigslist, uh, and it's entitled "Lots of Sex Toys." Some new. Some new. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, Take advantage of me finding out my ex-boyfriend was cheating on me. Yes, Trent, I'm getting rid of all your toys. Is Trent really often scouring Craigslist for sex toys so she knows he'll see it? Um, Yeah, he's probably looking for partners as well to cheat on her with. Um, Yes, Trent, I'm getting rid of all your toys. Every last one of them. I have one box to give away of glow-in-the-dark anal beads, a silicone firm pair of buttocks, 
with a removable fluid tray, numerous ball gags. <laughs> numerous ball gags. Is this? I, I've never used a ball gag. Okay? No, me either. But I, uh, no judgment. No judgment if you had the idea of numerous ball gags. Like one person wearing a ball gag during sex is, I think, I can understand that mm. because um, it's sort of, I guess, a sub dom kind of situation. Yeah. Both people wearing ball gags. That feels like there's going to be some miscommunication. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit pointless. And yeah, I mean, but then again, you know, I have like numerous harnesses for my dog, you know? So maybe sometimes, <laughs> maybe sometimes you just like sure. a different color today or... Just want to match it with the sheets. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, numerous ball, ball gags, cooling and heating gels. One used but clean fleshlight. Okay. Um, two prosthetic arms, uh, one white and one black, uh, that is brand new. Uh, a bin of feather boas, a ton- tons of cock rings, a picture of Will Smith. <laughs> two bottles of Astro Glide, nipple clamps, DVDs, and other miscellaneous items that Trent will have to purchase again. See what happens, Trent, when I catch you giving head to married men behind the closed Ethiopian fast food place? Yep, out on the curb. You don't realise what you had, you limp dick. Um, wow. Wow. There's a lot going on there. A wow. lot going on there. That um, is a lot. So the person posting this is a woman. Okay. Uh, I, I won't read out their name, but uh, they are a woman. And so that's a... So she has found Trent um, cheating on her with other men. Mm. Married men, it seems. And as a result is selling all... All of his sex toys. Do you know um, what kind of stood out to me in there? And it's probably the lamest thing, but a bin of feather boas or something. I think. <laughs> that doesn't well, give me much gonna, information. Where else are you going to keep your feather boas? Sure, but what size is the bin? How many boas are we talking about here? <laughs> oh, sure. Like, it's one of those tiny little you're... bathroom bins. There's one boa in there. Is it a huge <laughs> bin? There's 400 boas. I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying that a bin was a disrespect, disrespectful <laughs> receptacle to store the elegant feather boa in. Well, if it's a clean bin, no worries. But what size is the bin? How <laughs> it's many one of those boas? like fifty-gallon Bunnings tubs or whatever, yes. or it's like you know, yeah, a tiny little waste paper basket. Um, I don't know if you've. Uh, I, I would never. I would never pry into your um, into your sex life. <laughs> okay. In fact, I imagine it's not existent. I imagine you. Um, Correct. <laughs> like me, you're filled with shame and have um, never never been naked in your life. Um, but the 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 thing that um, really uh, stands out to me about this is the idea of. I guess the the crux of it is the idea of someone ever wanting used sex toys yeah. is obviously. Like it feels unsafe, surely. Yeah, it yeah it feels unsafe, and I mean I love a bargain, don't we all? <laughs> but that's not the thing that I'm going secondhand for. I think I've told this story on the podcast before. I can't remember. I'm, I'm sure I haven't told you, but years ago, I used to be in a Ben and I were in a um, university sketch comedy group called Ducklings, and there was a sketch we did called. Um, it was called like, you know that song "Dueling Banjos." Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. We wrote this very. I mean, look. In retrospect, maybe it would crush if we did it today. But it, <laughs> it was the world was not ready for it back then. The sketch was called "Dueling Dildos," and 
It was me and I think Ben. We had these little hats. I can't remember exactly. I think me and Ben had these little hats on that had we'd stuck dildos to the front of, right? Like um, like a baseball cap. We cut the, cut the rim off it, and then we had a dildo on the front. And we played the soundtrack of um, dueling banjos, mm. and each of us would waggle when <laughs> one of the banjos was playing, and it was... That's fucking <laughs> great. Thank you, thank you. That is so but... funny. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that's great. Because <laughs> the funny thing is, as you know about dueling banjos, the, the start is like quite placid, but the yeah. end is like it fucking goes off, you know what <laughs> I mean? And just a guy with a dildo on his head doing a dance. He's, I mean, it's good stuff. Anyway. That's great. Um, so for that sketch, though, I had to go and um, I had to go and purchase the dildos. But because we were a university sketch comedy group, um, we had no money, mm. and so I went um, and rifled through the bargain bin at a local sex store near our university. And there is, there is, there is very little in my life that I feel is a lower point than rifling through a bargain bin of dildos. Yeah. You know, because you say you love a bargain perco, sure. but there's a reason they're discounted, and yeah. often it's because they're misshapen. <laughs> hey, you know, they're just like real life. They all ca- they come in different shapes and sizes, and nah, some of them had like chunks missing. It was <laughs> fucked. Oh, like yeah, it was no good. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it was quite funny. Um, you know that, like, I guess if you'd, it could be a quite a fun uh, scene from a movie. You know when, like, um, like in a movie where they're trying to like create empathy for one of the characters, mm. and they will often do that quite shorthandedly by showing that they don't have enough money for the thing they want. Yes, it's like the the the, the poor child walks past the the store selling televisions and they're like, I wish I had it, and then they go on to be on TV or whatever the thing, you know. Yeah, and they're like, ah, I don't have enough money for the thing, you know. Same thing, me. Rifling through the bargain bin of dildos, staring up at the wall of pristine, full-price dildos. Uh, one day, one day I'll be able to afford a real dildo. Um, can you tell anything about this person's sex life from their collection of toys? Um, I mean, there's there's a lot going on there, isn't there? Let me let me read it to you again, right? Yeah. Glow-in-the-dark anal beads. Yeah. Silicone firm pair of buttocks oh. with a removable fluid tray. The removable you fluid want. tray made me go, Bleh. I don't know why. <laughs> like, again, not to yuck anyone's yum. Mm. Um, and a fluid tray what? makes sense, but yuck. <laughs> I, okay, so I imagine it's a butt, it's a, it's a, it's a butt that someone's going to um, put their penis in yes. until they achieve orgasm. Correct. <laughs> and then... I guess the fluid, yeah, the, right. The fluid tray makes sense because without the fluid tray, it's just gonna the 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 stuffs just the, the cum's just gonna stay in there, you know, yeah. in that butt, and um, it's not or good. It just comes out the other side, and then it's just on your bed or wherever you've put the butt. And so then you've still got to clean up, and then you go, "Why would I spend ninety dollars? I'm guessing on this silicon butt if oh, I'm still gonna have foolish, to do the cleanup." Foolish, Jess Perkins, ninety dollars for a silicon butt? You're dreaming, mate. You are so absolutely dreaming. Yeah, but if I get it I'm secondhand. <laughs> Silicon butt price. What does a silicon butt price cost? Uh, oh my goodness! Oh no! Wait, wait, wait. That's a. I I, I looked at one that was fourteen thousand dollars. Oh shit! But actually, what I was looking at, what I was looking at, was um, silicon butt implants. Okay, bit different. <laughs> um, they don't have a removable oh, fluid tray. <laughs> Here we go. AdultToyMegastore.com. Discreet delivery guaranteed. Um, oh shit! No. I, fool I was. You can get a silicon... You can get... I found a... I've, I've found basically... I think I've found basically a Groupon, but for sex toys. 
<laughs> and you could get off the off Joom.com, J-O-O-M, you could get um, a silicon butt to fuck or to eat or whatever you want <laughs> for $38. Holy shit, that's cheap. But bucks. I reckon that one probably doesn't have a removable fluid tray. And that's where you're spending True. a little more. <laughs> look at it, this. Look, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, ideally, I mean, like, like maybe like you're spending like $200 for this fluid tray one. But mm. if you spend $1,000, you actually get a little um, butt butler who comes <laughs> and cleans up. <laughs> Very good, sir. <laughs> um all right, let's just rifle through at the end of these because um, there, there are there are so many more sex toys to get through. Obviously, numerous ball gags, mm. cooling and heating gels. Yeah. Um, one used but clean flashlight. Do you know, are you across what a flashlight is, Perko? Yeah, sadly I am. And um, <laughs> used but clean, but like, do I trust your level of cleanliness? Well, I'll have you know, and I know this from friend of the show, Tom Walker, that a flashlight is, um, it's dishwasher safe. So, <laughs> okay. you know... <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah, all right. I'd trust that then. Uh, two prosthetic arms, one white and one black. Um, so that's that's nice. Yeah. Ebony and ivory. Um, a bit of feather boas. A, a tons of cock rings. Tons. Tons of them. Mm. A picture of Will Smith, um, <laughs> which, you know, that, that to me feels like they've just put that in the box to hurt him. You know what I mean? Yeah, but who's um, going to buy that? You can just Google it. Well, you I think Google. these are actually. I think these are free. I think oh. they're. I think you can just turn up and and rifle through the the cardboard box on the side of the road. Gotcha. Um, two bottles of Astroglide, which is a type of lubricant, I believe. Mm-hmm. Nipple clamps, DVDs, and other miscellaneous miscellaneous items that Trent will have to purchase again. But if you're walking down the street and you saw just a box of you know um, ball gags and um, uh, a silicon button dildos and whatever, oh no, dildos anal beads and stuff mm-hmm. on the side of the road. Would you feel the uh, would you feel obliged to call the council or something? Or um I I would not have even thought of that. <laughs> you probably should do something, hey, but I would have just been like <laughs> and kept walking. <laughs> That's that would be the Can you put Can you put sex toys out for um council pickup? Like hard, hard rubbish. rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what it is. <laughs> In uh, in where you live, how do how do they do hard rubbish? Do they is it a um there's a day and everyone has to put out their hard rubbish for that day? Cause... I live um, I haven't seen that happen because I live like fairly close to the city, so lots mm. of apartment buildings where I am, so it's a bit harder. Like definitely where my parents are, there's just like a couple of times a year there'll be a hard rubbish day and they just chuck it out in the nature strip. I don't have a nature strip. <laughs> I've got a tiny balcony. Um. <laughs> So anytime there's hard rubbish here, it's usually had to be booked in. Um, oh yeah, you got to call up the council and be yeah. like, "Hey, on Wednesday, can I leave a couch out there?" Exactly, yeah, and they, they come and get it. But yeah. you know, I think you're only allowed a couple of those a year as well, or maybe one. I don't know. Um, so have usually, you ever had a good find in hard rubbish? No, not really. I mean, I, I've not made a habit of uh, of digging Scouring. around. Yeah, you know, you know, scavenger. Not really. There was a TV out in a nature strip near us. For ages, but, you know, the screen was completely shattered. <laughs> so I was like, I'll probably leave that one. <laughs> Didn't fancy yourself uh, the ability to repair it? No. And as a general rule, it's stuff that I already have, like a couch. I'm mm. like, oh, damn, I've got one. <laughs> I don't need is one. There, is, is, so do, would you have a blanket, no hard rubbish kind of rule? 
Like, I mean, I, you, you, do you surf? I don't, I don't know. If there was like a surfboard, would you pick up a surfboard from the hard rubbish? Maybe. Something that's like, yeah? I, I don't surf, but I would, I would pick right. up a surfboard because I would love to tell myself that one day I will surf. <laughs> Um, what about anal beads? Would you pick up anal beads oh, from yeah, hard yeah, rubbish? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the only place I'd get them. Those bloody sex shops, mate, they are so overpriced. Mate, that's how they get you. They're, they are fucking charlatans. They are absolute fucking charlatans. I'm not a total, I'm not a snob. I wouldn't say no to anything that, just because it was not, I mean, I would say no to anal beads picked up on the side of the road. But furniture-wise, like if something was in pretty good nick and someone said, I just found this, I'd be like, all right, yeah, cool. But yeah, most of the time you see it, most of what I see is like rotten or broken. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need a project. I'm busy. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Um, I forgot to ask you at the top of the show, are you much one for buying and selling stuff online? Do you have a... Do you have a troll Facebook marketplace or anything? Or do you find the whole thing a bit um, confronting? I find, yeah, I find it too overwhelming. There's too many options. Um, <clears throat> I've sold a couple of things or given stuff away for free when I was moving house. One weird one, actually. I mean, it wasn't a weird item. It was just a bit of a coincidence. I gave away a table because um, mm-hmm. we were moving to a bigger place and we were going to get a new dining table. I gave away our little circle dining table. And um, <clears throat> guy came and picked it up, had a little chat, helped him carry it out to the car. See you later. Very nice. A couple months later, I head into work at Triple J. He works mm. for Double J. <laughs> I was just like, huh? oh. but I don't think he recognized me. So now I just sort of feel weird around him all the time because I'm like, you just you've been in my know house. know that he has your table. Yeah, he has my table. Is <laughs> there any terrible secret to the table? Uh, yes. No. <laughs> Cursed. It's a cursed table. And I mean, he was taking it for like his kids to draw on and I'd already got stains all over it. So I was like, yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's move on. Do you have one you want to share with us, Perko? Absolutely, I do. Yes. Um, also from Craigslist for the American list. Craigslist. <laughs> um, this one, <laughs> the title of this is Hunter to Teach My Kids About Death. And then in brackets, <laughs> New Orleans. Ah, yes. Ah. <laughs> it says, my husband is about to die because of the cancer. <laughs> because is also B dash cause. So you're just missing the E. And then you'd have the full word. It's the same number of characters. Yeah, I don't. Oh, what's happened there? Maybe because it's my know. husband is about to die because of the cancer. Haven't taught my son daughter about what is death. Need a hunter to come over and kill animals in front of them. Need is in capital letters. It's not a want. This is a need. Oh. Say something like death is inevitable and nothing happens after. <laughs> or what I just did to that rabbit will happen to your dad in six to eight months. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
It is a formal event, so please don't dress yucky, also in capitals. Bring your own animals. I only have the one parrot. A lot to unpack. So much. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, I guess... I guess the question is, like, if you're a kid Mm. and a strange person with a gun came over and shot a dog in front of you and then said to you, death is inevitable, nothing happens after, Mm. what I just did to this dog will happen to your dad in six to eight months, do you think that would be the best way for you to find out about death? Uh, it'd be up, it'd be up the top, top three ways to find out, I think. Um, cause then you just assume that a person's going to come in six to eight months and shoot your dad in the backyard when in actual fact, he's just going to have a slow, painful death. And you'd yeah, be like, Oh, really that sad. was, that was really... better. Um, do you remember, this is probably quite a personal question, but do you remember how you learned about death? I can't. I mean, I'm sure... I mean, kids have seen movies and TV shows and... and That's true. There are literally books about teaching kids about death. You you have an idea of it, but I think the first kind of death that I experienced... I was a kid and, like, my my dad's uncle, so my great uncle passed away. He was very old. Um, And I... Yeah, I remember just being like, oh, he's, he's just gone. That was about it. You know, I, I didn't have... How, a how old do you reckon you were? Uh, seven or eight? Yeah. Six, seven? When somewhere I, around there. When I was f- maybe five, this is how I learned about death. Okay? Um, I grew up in the church. Grew up in um, the Presbyterian Church. Shout out to the Chinese Presbyterian Church in Sydney, Australia. I was maybe five years old. A lot, lot of good people there. Genuinely a lot of good people there. But um, I don't know if you grew up in the church, Perko, but... Um, you know, you across Sunday school. Just, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, Catholic. Kids. Yeah, right. And the thing about Sunday school is no one wants to teach it, but it has to be taught. <laughs> so basically there's no credit. Well, there certainly wasn't any accreditation when I was in Sunday school. It's just any maniac who wants to, you know, who will spend an hour a, a week with children yeah. gets to teach Sunday school. It's not good. And when I was like five years old, I think I knew about, the concept of death. But mm. it, uh, no one had really explained it to me. I think I'd probably seen it in movies or whatever or TV or something. But we never had pets or whatever growing up, so I didn't, you know, I didn't quite understand it. Um, this was how it was explained to me. And I this is seared into my brain. It was, um, kids, today we're going to be talking about death. And I was like, okay, I <laughs> think I know what that is. Yep. Sometimes people die, and that means they're no longer with us here on Earth. I was like, Oh, okay. So that means they go somewhere else or something. That's not bad. Right. Yeah. And in I guess I guess in religion the the implication is then that you would tell them the kids as a way of dealing with this that there's there's heaven or hell or there's an afterlife etc. Um this was left out of the explanation. Oh, good. And the teacher decided to focus on why we die. And in in this in this person's particular um like frame of um, mind, the reason we die is because, and this sentence I think about in my head, I'd say roughly every 45 minutes <laughs> and have done since that day. Oh my God. This person said to us, we die because we are sinful and the only thing any of us deserve is death. That's beautiful. <laughs> I, think, I, I reckon- think some of those clowns up in Canberra could, you know... <laughs> Good deal with hearing that. Hey, uh, the only thing we deserve uh, is death. 
For real. No, for real. I reckon, and I reckon we came at me at such a young age. It's, it is seared into my consciousness. And I honestly reckon about four, every 45 minutes, I think, oh, the only thing we deserve is death. And it's like, if I get a present, I'm, I, I, I think oh, that's a nice present to get no, for real, for real. That is like how my fucking brain works. Every time I get a laugh, like I did a, I did my final uh, comedy festival show last night, and it fucking, I fucking crushed it. And I remember <laughs> as I was receiving like, quite a lot of applause at the end of the show and feeling very good about it. I reckon about ten seconds into the applause, in my brain it was just like, you don't deserve this. The only thing you deserve oh is my death. God. I'm so anyway. scared for my friends to like start having kids because. Unpacking things with my therapist, it's always, like, so much childhood trauma. It's just something like, that's happened when like, you were five. Yeah. And something that, to the other person, would they would not even think about. No, they've you never know, thought about that again. Just, exactly. This person was just like, ah, the, the thing, like, and presumably they're, they're talking about it from a very, like, academic, like, biblical perspective or whatever, where it's like they read one thing that they think means that or whatever we're trying to explain that to a five-year-old jesus michael the only thing the only thing you deserve is death death that's nuts you don't tell a five-year-old that you don't tell anybody no. that because now i'm gonna what you tell a five-year-old <laughs> is death is inevitable and nothing happens after mm. what i just did to this rabbit will happen to your dad in six to eight months yeah. that's how you teach a five-year-old that's about what you death. tell that's what you tell this person's son daughter uh, are, you, are you into hunting at all, Perko? No. Um, you don't strike me as someone who likes to um, kill animals yeah, for fun. Yeah, I don't eat meat. Uh, um, no, I'm not really big into... Yeah, I, don't eat, I don't eat meat either, but I'm not a coward. I still hunt, okay? <laughs> well, I mean, I went to... I've been to Thailand twice. Mm. One, I was like 20... Yeah, 21 with a big group of friends. And they all went out to this gun range where they would let you shoot these gigantic guns that you shouldn't have been able to shoot. And I was the only one who didn't participate because I was just like, I'm actually not interested in spending the last of my money on that. It was expensive. And I was like, nah. Um, were these, but, uh, what, what kind of friends? Were these comedy friends? Or were no, they... no, no. This was pre-comedy. No. These were like school right, friends. Okay. Right, um, okay. I, had a, I had a life before comedy. <laughs> not much nah, of one, but... You... You, I, I think of you, you came into existence as a Royal Comedy National Finalist <laughs> in about 20, 2012, I imagine. I 2015, um, it was my okay. seventh ever gig. <laughs> <laughs> my sixth and seventh gigs were televised. <laughs> it was fucked. <laughs> it was a stupid way to start comedy. Um, yeah, no, and then uh, the other so time... Wait, so you were in Thailand at the gun range? Yeah, and the only other time I went to Thailand, there was like a... It was, it was two years ago, and it was for the Dum uh, Dum Club, their international podcast festival. They took Dugo oh, over as well. Oh, right. It was really, really fun. Um, but we were walking <laughs> along the street one night, and there was like a game where you could, you know, shoot at targets, so these little toy guns or something. And a few other guys had a go. Again, I was like, nah, not that interested. Um, and then my boyfriend was there and he had a go and he was a little bit too good <laughs> and, and very, very focused and just like, he kept doing too well and everyone, it sort of started as like, oh man, he's really good. And then towards the end they were like, Jess, I'd be worried about this. <laughs> this is concerning. Had he, are you, are you dating like a, is Aiden a spy or something? Is he, <laughs> does he have secret military training that you don't know about? If he's secretly a spy, he is incredible at covering it up because he can't do basic tasks. <laughs> <laughs> 
little things. It's just like, oh, it's too complicated. I'm like, what do you mean? So maybe it's a, a cover. It's all a bluff. I think it was um, just from play, playing so much Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, sure. Love yeah, guns. I imagine those skills are transferable um, from the controller to the gun. Yeah, I agree. Um, can I ask about that first trip when you went to Thailand to mm. and, and everyone else went to shoot guns? Did you go to the range or did you just take the state the? No, the I still went with them. Mm-hmm. Um, just... And you just watched your friends shoot guns for <laughs> an hour, a couple of hours or whatever. Uh was it one of those gun ranges? Was it like a serious gun range or was it like a party gun range? Was it like a fun touristy thing to do or was it like a serious safety first kind of situation? Oh, it felt very touristy. Definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely aimed at 20-year-old Australians, yeah. <laughs> were there any um, like lax safety measures you observed oh, while you were yes, there? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Some, I mean, I don't know that much. I don't know anything about guns. But the size of the guns that some of, the, <laughs> some of my friends were shooting, I was like, oh... I reckon you definitely need a license or something for that. They weren't just so, little handguns. No, big... These people didn't have gun licenses. No, God, no. Oh, 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 of course they didn't, actually. They're, they're children. They're, tw- they're children, <laughs> exactly. It's nuts. My brother does have uh, a gun license and he does have guns. And he um, he follows all the rules. Like His wife isn't allowed to know where the key is. Um, only he for has, the gun? Yeah, only he has the key. So the, he's a gun. It's a gun safe. He's got a gun whatever, safe, or, and his his yeah. wife is not allowed to know where the key is. Only he is knows. There a, is there? Is that? Do they live in Australia? They do, but um, mm. a couple of years ago they ha- took off in a caravan, and they are like traveling around Australia. So the gun safe is at my parents' house, which I didn't know. And one day, I turned up to visit my parents, and the police arrived. My brother happened to be there as well. He'd come back to visit for Christmas. The police have turned up. And I'm mm. like, oh, what's happened? What's going on? And dad just goes, oh, uh, Michael witnessed a murder. Michael's my brother. And I was like, what? And then the police follow my brother out of the backyard. I'm losing my mind. I'm like, what have I walked into? What is happening? Turns out the police just need to check the gun safe, which is being stored at my parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> but your dad thought it would be a funny joke yeah. to tell you yes. that your brother witnessed a murder. Correct. And my brother was in the room and just nothing, nothing on his face. Normally he smiles when he lies and I know. Nothing. He just kind of nodded, went, mm, and then led, they... led the cops through the house. Do you reckon they planned that? Do you reckon like, oh, when we find Jess gets here, we'll tell you you witnessed a murder? <laughs> or do you think this is your, your dad just freestyling? Yeah, I reckon they're just freestyling. And when my brother was an apprentice, he's a he's a carpenter. He um he had an accident on the job site one time, and he a nail gun uh, went off, and a nail went through his hand. Oh. And so I got home from school, and no one was around, which is weird. I wasn't usually the first person home, but I was like, ah, whatever. And then it got to like mm. six o'clock, and no one was home, and I was like thirteen. I'm like, oh boy, I don't know what's going on here. And my dad comes home. I was like, what's going on? And he goes, oh, there's been an accident. Um, Michael shot himself and I was like what is in the hand I was like okay with a nail gun dad for fuck's sake (laughs) so my dad is uh yeah he's great with the delivery um I think either my maybe it was my brother or someone I know went to a was living in the UK it probably wasn't my brother actually because this doesn't sound like him but they went on a bucks party I think it was a family friend I'm thinking of. Went on a Bucks party. And in the UK, back in the... Like, this is 10 years ago, because the old Europe, you could... There were very cheap flights to 
lots of places. Mm. And they basically got a flight to the to the continent and then got a train to a former Soviet state. I don't know. I don't know the details. I'm sorry, everyone. I don't know the details. But it was like a classic Bucks, like Lads Weekend <laughs> yeah. thing to do is you would go to a former Soviet state and like shoot very big guns uh, for your Bucks party. And it costs, you know, you know, a hundred pounds to do it because yeah. the, the economy, whatever. I don't know. But um, this person was telling me that I just, oh, fuck. basically what happened was they got there, they got to shoot a bunch of like guns and the way, the way their sales technique worked was the package um, only included like pretty regular guns like rifles and I don't know, whatever. But they had <laughs> on display at the gun range all the other guns you could, like, they could sell you up to. Whoa. So you could be like, oh, well, I mean, you're shooting a rifle, but do you want to have a go at the bazooka? Yes, you know? I was going to say, let there be a bazooka! <laughs> and so, like, over, across the day, and all, also, also, there was a bar and people were oh, drinking, fuck. which is crazy. <laughs> But the because I, I was like I was like what the fuck people drunk with guns this is crazy and they were and, and uh, my, my friend was saying that, like the um, person telling me was saying that like uh, the solution to that was that people there were guards all standing behind you who also had guns and so that if anything crazy happened they were like they'll just kill you I guess <laughs> anyway this is all very upsetting to hear yeah. but there there was there was the regular guns and they were like sort of slightly bigger guns. All the way up to the bazooka, which was like an extra, you know, hundred dollars, whatever. But then, for a thousand pounds, you got to drive a tank. Oh my god, I would do that. <laughs> and so they all chipped in for a thousand bucks, and the, the the groom or whatever, the buck, got to drive a tank around. Um, uh, and they got to file one shell yes. for a thousand I say I'd want to do that, but I think as soon as I was in a tank, I'd be like, I'm scared, I'm scared. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. It's pretty It's pretty crazy. Like, yeah. That's I, nuts. I mean, I guess in Australia, we just don't have any of that kind of thing, you know? Mm. There's no kind of access to a tank in Australia. No, they won't let you. Not for a thousand bucks. <laughs> fucking nanny state. The fucking nanny state. You go to a gun range here and you got to like, oh, you got to do everything safely. It's bullshit. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> How are kids going to learn about death? (laughs) (laughs) um, All right. Well, um, Perko, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. This has been been an absolute delight. I simply love to hang out with my friend Jess Perkins. What an absolute treat. I mean, we we hang out on a weekly basis. um, Yeah, but Lewis is there for that, so it's not the same. (laughs) Yeah, true. He really ruins the Um, vibe. (laughs) uh, People can obviously find you um, on all your social medias, Jess Perkins. You know know how to find her. Yeah. Uh, Listen to Do Go On. It's a great podcast. Um, But also, Perko, I hear you've got another podcast that is, if I don't mind saying so, quite good. It is quite good. And it is with you (laughs) and and our good friend, Lewis Hobber. Um, Yeah. For the last, like... I haven't mentioned this... At all on our po- on this podcast, you? by the way. So you're no, ashamed of it. I totally forgot to. Totally <laughs> forgot to. Yeah, for the last like year or so, we've been doing a segment on Triple J on Wednesday afternoons called Simply the Jest, um, which really was just born out of the fun name, <laughs> wasn't it? Mm. That was what got us over the line when we were pitching new yeah. ideas. Um, yeah. Where basically we give a topic to the nation and people just tell us their stories. And it's so much fun. And the stories mm. we get are truly wild. So it's 
really crazy. So, like, and the, the topics will be things like, um, I don't know, like roofs. We mm. just would, like, tell us your best roof story. Yeah. And then what do you reckon the best roof story will be? Well, it turns out one of the best roof stories is a guy calling in to explain that for, like, three years he built a secret clubhouse <laughs> in the roof of his soccer club. Yeah. Like, that's pretty good. That's great. There were so many good stories. Uh, yeah, um, we've had some or- pretty wild topics. I can't think of others now. Uh, crime. Um, romance. <laughs> the sea. The, the sea, sea was good. Oh, fuck. The romance episode's also great. There's a guy who called in to talk about how he did a big play and tried to sing a song <laughs> to a woman he liked, but the song he chose was The Lumineers. <laughs> this is in front of his entire university or whatever. There was like we just rinsed watching him for that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, she was like, "No thanks." I'm like, "Yeah, fair enough." The Lumineers, sucks, dude. It really, it um, um, it really dated the story, didn't it? Yeah, it Pink really did. Um, anyway, the podcast is called Simply the Jest. Uh, it is me, Jess Perkins, who you know and love. You've spent you've spent roughly forty minutes with her right now, <laughs> and she's the best. She's the absolute fucking best. Um, so yeah, go check that out. Uh, it is available on iTunes and. Uh, it's not on Spotify. I'm sorry, but it's it's everywhere else you get good podcasts. Um, do go on. Mm. Simply the jest. Mm. Rate and review this podcast. Anything else you want to plug, Perko? Got any live stuff coming up? Uh, I want to plug my butt. So hopefully um, that woman before has some free butt plugs. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. I know a um, I know a cardboard box behind a house in america somewhere where you can find some uh some unused oh sorry some used but clean butt, clean. butt plugs thank you trent yeah trent you dog um <laughs> i don't have anything i don't have anything to plug um well, people could listen to you on the radio if they like they can i'm on weekend arvos i'm the weekend arvos host so do that go on i dare you <laughs> defiant yeah. uh, Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, yeah, subscribe to our Patreon, etc. What else have we got? Where? Oh, oh, because travel has opened up. Ben and I are really, con- we're genuinely contemplating doing some more live shows. So if you're in a place um, where you'd like us to come uh, in Australia or even New Zealand, uh, get in touch. Yeah, Brisbane, you know, Canberra. I don't know. We'd go to Perth potentially. Probably not Adelaide, frankly. Um, I've tried to do Adelaide. Five times I've had, you know, sell out shows everywhere else in the nation. Adelaide, Adelaide. God, disappointing season after disappointing season. You do season. not buy tickets until the last possible second. And even then, <laughs> it's less of them than you'd like. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so if you're from somewhere that isn't Adelaide, but think that you could get a bunch of people to come to a show or you'd like us to come to your place, get in touch. Um, otherwise, see you next time. Bye. Bye. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, if you'd like making love at midnight in the dunes on the cape, then I'm the love that you've looked for. Write to me and escape.